Hello, everybody. So, welcome to another episode of Uni Sharks podcast. Sorry, it's been a minute, but today uh, is by Lemon Shark. I'm going to be hosting today's episode. Uh, today, I'm joined by the wonderful Hammerhead Shark and the wonderful Mako Shark. <laughs> wonderful. And yeah, so today we'll start off with the meme of the week. So, um, I will describe the meme. So, since I'm the one that discovered it, um, can you hear me all right? So I found this uh, reel on Instagram where this guy's reenacting the fights that go on in like middle school, um, middle school bat- boys' bathrooms. You have like the one kid that's like all chill, and then also another kid just comes in, causing chaos, and then there's a kid like screaming on the toilet, and another person like blasting music and recording. It's like it, p- it perfectly captures the chaos of uh, a boys' bathroom, especially when fights happen in the boys' bathroom. So. That was the meme that was chosen for the week. We'll add it to the um, description so you guys can go check it out. But yeah, so yeah, it's been a minute. Um, but today we have some fun topics to talk about. Um, we'll have Hammerhead go first. He has some things he wants to get off his chest. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> so I know I know both of you don't play Genshin Impact. Um, I started to, and then I stopped after registering <laughs> yeah no i actually kind of do that too when it first came out um but anyways uh i know that you guys have played games that have had anniversaries of course uh, i know especially you mako because the game that we both play have had multiple anniversaries yeah in the same year in fact yeah and um i kind of wanted to complain first so in Genshin, the there's a big issue where it's the first anniversary, and if it, like if you guys played Gotcha games, you know that Gotcha games. There's a trend where the first anniversary, there's a really big reward, just kind of you know like if it's if you need uh, gems to summon people, they'll give you like a thousand, so you can do like ten summons or something like that. <clears throat> and Genshin was having an issue. They weren't really communicating well, so I'll give them that. But, you know, there's like, they did like a drawing competition for like 100 of these gems, which you need 160 to even do one summon. And the chance rate of getting a five star is like 0.3%. And then up till like 50 poles, then they gradually goes higher and higher until 90 you're automatically guaranteed one but that's a lot <laughs> it's a lot um and man i was so much more emotional when i was talking to lemon about this like a week and a <laughs> half ago because <laughs> that's when all the drama was happening but basically it was really bad rewards um they're giving 10 free polls but people are like we should get a guaranteed five star, which I think is a little too much, a little too selfish. Um, but you know, like there's been updates that people have been wanting for a long time, like increased stamina, essentially. Well, call it resin, and all these other things, and it just seemed like very mediocre response. Um, and people were just bashing on the creators, like they're saying sending hate messages to them 
uh, even to like some of the voice actors not too much luckily but some um they review bombed the game on the app store to a one star it used to be like a 4.7 jeez um then they even started spreading out to other apps review bombing them too for some odd reason like they weren't even associated with the game like what are you guys doing um but that like all after all this stuff was happening and they had like this video update they announced that they're gonna have um some good rewards they'll give you enough gems to do another 10 pulls so you basically 20 you get some um costume type things and some okay rewards some new stories and and i feel like they're doing okay um but there might have been a little too much hype for it but anyways the 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 thing i wanted to converse with you guys is do you feel like nowadays people have been pampered too much and so they're kind of expecting these amazing rewards for just being there participation rewards i guess you could say because like this company legally doesn't have any obligation to give you anything for their one year anniversary you know um then again they're also a chinese company but we're not going there um like no one's obligated to give you free stuff uh even games that you've been playing for a year um but I just kind of want to hear your opinion. Do you think those guys kind of reacted? I mean, obviously not every single player reacted that way, but do you think uh, that's an issue that's happening with people? Um, I'd say it's probably more of an issue with, like, gotcha gamers, and especially probably just because they announced they were giving away some big thing for the anniversary. I mean... There's never a call for like death threats or review bombing, but I mean that's just ridiculous. But yeah, um, they probably should have given out more at the beginning. So yeah. that said, like, still, it's like kind of grow up, guys. You know? Yeah, I kind of say the same thing too. Um, like, yeah, it's just the game in the end day, and like. Saying death threats and like review bombing to that extent is kind of ridiculous. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like the customers expect or play the game and they expect like certain things and they're not met. Like of course the customers are don't have to like continue supporting it at the same time though. You don't have to like go out your way to like attack the voice actors and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Huh. Oh wait. One other thing was Mako brought up you brought up the point of Fire Emblem Heroes and you're saying that it had such a great reward its first anniversary. Um and then every once in a while they do like half half year anniversaries and all that. But personally I'll I'll let you share your thoughts on it. But I feel like their rewards have gone less and less each year. Uh this year hasn't been too bad, but some of the previous ones were a lot less than what they did before. Hmm. But then again, I didn't look it up, so this is just off memory. 
Yeah, to be honest, I can't really remember what they gave us like last year or the year before, but I still remember being satisfied with it. Like usually it was an opportunity to get a ton of orbs, which is what you use to summon, and a ton of feathers, which you use to promote units. And um, I mean, each year they have a choose your legend deal where you vote for characters from throughout the franchise that you want to be in the game. And then they give them special artwork and they give you like one of them for free. You get to pick which one you get for free. Mm-hmm. So like first year was like Lucina and Ike and, you know, Roy characters that were popular. And yeah, that's always been a lot of fun. And I've really liked that. So just because that in and of itself is really good. I feel like I've never been dissatisfied with it. And this past year has been really good. because They like gave us, uh, like cash shop items, like things you normally have to buy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and then, you know, usual stuff, tons of orbs, tons of feathers, free five-star, and then out of nowhere, like, three months later, they said, by the way, we decided to do a year-and-a-half anniversary, so they gave us even more orbs. (laughs) Like, that was awesome. So, yeah, with Genshin, and, you know, comparing that to Genshin and how you described it, that's... I can see why people would be kind of irritated by it, but uh, I don't know. Like I said, that doesn't justify that kind of behavior. So, uh, would you guys say that now? Well, you kind of mentioned it a little bit there, Mako. But would you say uh, gamers in general have been kind of pampered these past few years more than before? Probably. Because, I mean, what's an example? Oh, uh, the Avengers game. Like, I just started playing it because it's on Game Pass now. So I got it for free. I'm like, you know, I can see the complaints against it. Those are valid. But giving it, like, crapping on it, calling it horrible, and one of the most garbage games ever created, all this stuff, it's like, it's not that bad. Like, the microtransactions are obnoxious, but they're just for skins. Like, you don't need to have them. So that's carried on to other stuff, like... uh, um, Playing Phoenix, there have been people that have said, Oh, I don't want to get this game because it looks like there's microtransactions. I'm like, yeah, just if you want to buy some skins. You don't need them to get anywhere in the game. Most of the skins you get for free anyway. So, and, you know, and then, of course, uh, The Last of Us 2. Like, I think we've made fun of that before. But <laughs> yeah, we did. Like, by all the reviews, it actually wasn't a bad game. It's just people didn't like how the story went. You know, I get that. You get connected to a character, and if the story screws them over, that upsets you. But you can still kind of look at what they were going for and say, you know what, the idea they had wasn't bad. It was just... You know, poorly executed. Yeah, poorly executed. Kind of like the prequel trilogy, you know, Star Wars. Well, it was. I feel like it was poorly executed for its time. It's a masterpiece now. Oh yeah, because the meme <laughs> saved it. <laughs> it really did save this. <laughs> so now, actually, there's been some pushback, like against sequel haters too. I still think it's justified, but that, that's that's just more me. 
Oh yeah, like plenty of people will still like I think the majority still agree the sequels weren't very good, but like if you just say, Oh, the sequel sucked, like people will get on your case about it. Yeah, yeah, I have have a reason for it at least. Um yeah, I thought they're okay. They just they just weren't that good. Yeah, like individually they're all right. It's just taken as a trilogy, it's not very good. Mm-hmm. Not like unwatchable, but still pretty bad considering how it could have been. Yeah. Especially looking at what they did to Finn and Poe. But that's like a whole other <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, back to that uh, topic about gamers being Pampered, whatever. I do feel like it's, gamers are harder to please nowadays because, like, look at all the games they had back in the day. And people are like, oh, this is awesome, so great. But yeah, it was like, wasn't as technically intensive as this nowadays. But yet, I do feel like gamers are expecting a lot more. And I think gamers a lot of times forget all the work that goes into making a video game. Yeah. Like, I feel like I have a little bit more appreciation for it a bit more now since I've tried. I tried learning how to program and I tried, like, Learning that stuff, and I realized just how how tremendously difficult that is to like get a computer to like do all that. And also, gamer games are just like at a bigger scale than they ever have been before. Like people are expecting like way more than ever before. Like people want to buy a game that's like a hundred hours long to complete and like has multiple endings and like like you know what I mean. It's just like they're expecting a lot, and I think it's good to. Appreciate it when games do that, but at the same time, they've got to pre- recognize like all the work that's being put into the game. You know, like like all these indie games you can complain about, but like how what quality they are. But yet, they're being made by like ten people, which is like very different compared to like being made with like a team of like a hundred people or something like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of going off that, it kind of reminds me of Overwatch. Like one of the things that's been peeving me a lot over the last few years is some people have said like overwatch is dead because some streamer stopped playing it and some other high profile people said yeah i haven't played overwatch in a while and i'm like it's not dead there are still people playing it it just hit 50 million sales it's doing pretty well calling it dead because you don't feel like playing it is stupid like what do you want them to do you know they come out with new skins every year they come out with you know different events and they've been trying to put a spin on them each year to keep them interesting it's like i don't understand people that seem to think a game has to always be fun and if you don't feel like playing the game then it's because it's bad not because you yourself as a human being have lost interest in something you've been doing for three months yeah I felt like you had to get more off your chest than I did right there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be like watching like all the James Bond movies over and over and over and over again. And then you just say like, Oh, James Bond sucks. Not because it's bad, but just because you're bored with it because you're too stupid to go watch something else. (laughs) Is that very salt? Salt in those words. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. It's just that's why we have game libraries, people. That's why you buy more than one. What's wrong with you? Horror. Now, no, you, you do bring up a point because um, when it, when it definitely comes to those type of games that have focus on online gameplay, um, if you're enjoying it, keep playing it. But if it's starting to get 
annoying or super frustrating, you know, take a break, play another game for a couple of days and see how you feel. Um, that I, you, you get that burnout, um, but you can't blame your burnout off on other people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, another point I wanted to bring up too, I've noticed that the gamers are very unforgiving group of people. Like the game comes out as like a bad launch. Like even if like the developers fix the game and like fix the bugs and all that, it's still gonna be like trashed for like for forever. It seems like <laughs> like it seems like gamers are like really it's really hard to get forgiveness from gamers. So Yeah, it's it's are they gonna it's like, uh-huh. which is understandable because like you're spending like generally $60 on a new game and it doesn't work, like, it's kind of, like, ripping it off in a way, you know, like, that makes sense. At the same time, though, like, there's also that pressure that people come up be like, oh, we need the game now, we need it. And people don't realize just how complicated the projects these games are, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that, that also, I feel like, <clears throat> comes down to a lack of communication. Like, if if they, if the producers know it's not going well, you know, you just have to say, we need more time. Um, I think it's just a bad rep, like things, because like EA and other producers just putting out that half baked stuff and then putting DLC to finish it. So they're trying to just get more money out of it versus they just need they're just pushed to push it out, and when they needed more time, um, it all comes down to that first impression type thing. You don't forget that. Yeah. Well, and of course, we're, I'm thinking of Cyberpunk as we're talking about that. Yeah, No Man's Sky. Yeah. Although, the nice thing is that I have seen the reverse. Like, No Man's Sky is now turned around, and it's actually a successful game. And they just released a new expansion, I think. Yeah. And then, um, what was the one I was... Oh, the biggest one I've seen was Battlefront 2. EA's Battlefront 2. So it first came out, and there was so much hatred for it just so much vitriol being spewed everywhere you go just about the pay to win system and all this stuff so and then two years later it's probably one of the most beloved star wars games we ever had and like when they released the final update there are people saying thank you so much for sticking with this game thank you for fixing it thank you for you know not giving up not abandoning it even with all the hate and everything and yeah honestly it's a really good game now yeah it's just still that like, I wish it came out like that mentality. Yeah, well, that reminds me of a uh, can't remember which one, but Angry Joe uh, came out with some video where they were talking about a game that did that that came out unfinished, and one of them made like this really articulate speech where he said, "Look, cannot keep financially supporting." developers that do this that say well that make promises of oh this is going to be out by this date it's going to be awesome and then suddenly say oh we got to work on it for another six months because we didn't do it right he's like i am not supporting developers that didn't do their jobs in the first place sort of thing yeah something like that like it was really well put yeah like he basically said stop applauding them for not doing their jobs on time i don't know i feel like um uh, people have very much sympathy because, like, with programming and stuff like that, um, it's really easy to like overestimate stuff like that, or not overestimate, underestimate, like how fast you can do it. Because 
there's going to be problems that come up along the way. Like we talked about this design management class once, specifically with like software development. They say it's really easy to like say I'll have it done by like so far six months, but yet your mentality is just to like do that. But yeah, I also think it's a part. Um, I think Nintendo does it really well. Like they take their time making games, and like once they release it, it's like really well done. Who cool again? Nintendo. Oh yeah. Nintendo, oh Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, that's what companies need to do more. They need to stop talking so much until like they know what they're doing. They over. They seem to over like underestimate like the projects trying to do. I feel like a lot of it's just managers being like, "Hey guys, you just crunch and just might just type faster and fix the problem you know, versus like actually trying to code it and fix it. So I think that's a bit of it too. Yeah. Developers need to like. Take a step back and not management. Management needs to like step back and like listen to the programmers and developers and like let them have the time they need to develop it before they start really adding release dates to it. You know, kind of just like pushing it out. Yeah. 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 Nothing comes out well if you have to push it out unless it's diarrhea or a baby. Yeah, that too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we kind of we kind of went off a different topic halfway there, but that was kind of what I want to talk about. Nice. Well, thank you, uh, Hammerhead Shark. Mika, um, would you like to go next? Yeah, sure. So, uh, first of all, really excited this week. Because they just announced Sora is joining Smash as the final character. So I'm like so psyched for that. Oh. Because I mean, you guys know that I grew up with Kingdom Hearts and Super Smash Brothers. So seeing that together is just like a dream come true. And on top of that, it's been such a peaceful, like happy release. There isn't any, oh, I don't know this character. Who's this? Oh, we should have gotten this character instead. Like, Sora was one of the most requested characters and has been for years. Yeah. So, and he's such a wholesome character, like having him be the final one seems like just right. And you see that in all these comments, there's people saying, you know, I've never played Kingdom Hearts. I'm never going to. I don't think I'll like it, but I'm really happy about this because it just feels right. And he's actually some, someone that the people wanted. So, <laughs> the effort they must have gone through to get him, like, during the trailer, they show off the Mickey Mouse keychain on the Keyblade. It cost them $400,000 to have that on there for three seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's just, ah, oh, I'm so excited. It's great. Yeah, no, I have another friend that was super excited as well. And, and it's really cool as well because they're doing like all these different outfits from each of the other games. Um, yeah, well, they've even got a Steamboat Willie one. Yeah, exactly. And basically, you know, it's the last one, so they're going all out. Um, I love how he's lighter, yeah. lighter than Isabel. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, I'm a little sad on that... The trailer... Oh, yeah, go on. Oh, and the trailer was great, just with the Smash symbol fading out, and everyone turns back to figurines. But then Mario comes back and throws it, and then Sora brings them all back. It's like, yeah, you know, you get what they were going for. Yeah, I mean, I kind of wish Mario died again, but uh, <laughs> uh, but it was fine otherwise. 
violence is always the answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, uh, were you going to add something, Hammer? Um, what was I going to... Something about when he came out. Yeah, I came out of the keyhole. Yeah. I can't remember. I mean, I just know it was, it was a good trailer. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad it was him. I wasn't actually expecting it. Um, yeah, I, me neither. I was, I was having my own hopes. You know, I always wanted Isaac from Golden Sun series because I'm thinking more of the franchise and just the character because I want more people to know about it. It's dead. Yeah. I'm sorry. But uh, other than that, you know, it, it was good. We'll see how it turns out. Yeah. Oh, and we have technically kind of have Doom Guy in the game. Oh, yeah, he's a me guy. He's a me character. Yeah. There you go, uh, Lemon. You have a you have a character, you know, in in uh, Super Smash Brothers that you can play now. I really do. Uh, he's just a costume for your own uh, creator. But usually with the costumes, they do give them somewhat their own movesets. Not too much, though. Yeah, and we're we're wondering if you, they're going to add any of the music to it as well, because usually you get some music track with them. Didn't it look like they put in one of the one of the maps is Doom? Oh, really? I don't know. That's what it kind of looked like, but I then again, I, I probably need to rewatch the trailer. <laughs> yeah, now he and Isabel can be best buds in Smash. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't reference that during the trailer. Yeah. Oh, well. I, uh, oh, but, oh, good. Did you have any? You had another half of your topic, didn't you? Yeah, that was just a starter course. Oh, okay. Appetizer. <laughs> the main thing I wanted to talk about was the Steam Deck. Oh, yes, yes. So just, yeah, this morning I suddenly thought of it and decided to look up more on it. Comes out December. There's three different kinds. There's a $400 one, uh, like $560 one, and an $800 one. So on each one, like, first one has a 32, or no, 64 gigabyte drive. Second one has 500 gigs, stuff like that. And then the more expensive ones get you some special Steam thing. I don't know if it's a frame or keyboard or whatever. But I know, like, the more I'm reading about it, the more I'm excited because it's pretty much... Steam decided to make a switch, is what it is. It's a little handheld computer. Like, after it goes on sale, they're going to start selling docks for it that let you hook it up to a TV. <laughs> like, they said they made sure that it has the best graphics and processors possible so it can handle AAA games. That's like the Switch's one big flaw is that even though they made sure it had a decent one, it's not enough to handle, like, say, Doom at high quality. You know? Yeah. That's why a lot of part of why they had to keep porting stuff to the Switch and they had to lower the graphic and stuff like that. So, <laughs> oh, can you just can you imagine that, though? Because, like, as much as I love my laptop, it can barely handle like, Street Fighter V, for example. But having it on a handheld that I can plug into a TV, that would be just, oh. Yeah. Like, I'm so excited. 
Well, I think it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say, though, 64 gigs is not enough space. Yeah, I mean, you can put in SD cards to expand the storage, like with the Switch. Yeah, you're definitely going to have to, because there's some games that are like 40 gigs. Yeah, like, or more. I probably have games that would wipe out the entire storage in one go. What about you, Lemon? What do you think? Hmm. Sounds interesting. I probably won't. Um, I probably won't get it because I've already got like so much stuff on already. But yeah, it sounds pretty cool. It sounds like it'd be good to get some more competition in the portable game industry. Because I don't really yeah. know of any other um, of any other um, companies that do what I can't help. It's Nintendo. I guess uh, Sony does. They did like the PS Vita as well back. Yeah, yeah. Here, Sony. Sony, I think had two: the PS Vita and can't remember. Uh, PSP, the PlayStation Portable. Yeah, thank you. Um, they did okay. Uh, Microsoft, I think, tried one, and no one knows. <laughs> That sounds about right. Try it once and give up on it when it's not a huge success. And then Nintendo's has been dominating it since the early 90s, late uh, 80s. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are people that still play Game Boy Colors. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess Microsoft did not made one. Oh wait, huh. this was on on May. Um, says they did unveil one. The duo, the oh, they did. I forgot. It's basically a a phone that they're making into a portable gaming system. <laughs> and they're working on that right now. That's what it looks like. It's the Surface huh. Duo smartphone. Which would make sense. That's kind of more of Microsoft's realm. Um, yeah. So. Oh yeah, like um, with all that, there are some people. It's mostly joking, just like, "Oh, Nintendo better watch out now," stuff like that. But you know, we all know Nintendo's going to be fine. Like their exclusives are too good to, you know, leave behind. Yeah. If at most I'll see people emulating on there, um, uh, Nintendo games onto the Steam Deck. Yeah, I can see them oh, that's that. That's true. That's true. I hadn't thought of that. You would have to find one though, and I don't know if the Steam Deck would even let you do it. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know. I'm just wondering if it. It probably will since it's Steam, but uh, if it'll have that mod support, because I think that'd be really, really crazy to have a portable mod system. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, that's part of what makes Steam so popular is a modding community. Like, you don't really get that on any of the consoles. No, not so much. I mean, the only one I know of is, like, the Skyrim Legendary Edition that came with mods you could turn on and off. Yeah. So, but I mean, like, can you imagine playing Left 4 Dead with the mods we have on it? 
<laughs> on the big screen. That'd be really fun. Uh, yeah. did, did I show you the K-On mod? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you just have guitars and you just beating the crap out of uh, zombies. Well, you do have it in the main game anyways, but as enemy girls, and then there's the Star Wars one. That'd be so much fun. Yeah, I have the Star Wars ones. Oh, you actually got it? Yeah, I was playing with um, our other buddy we've had in here before, uh, Leopard Shark. And <laughs> yeah, I was like running around with lightsabers, cutting down stormtroopers, just having a great time. And he's like, what are you talking about? Because I guess the mods only show up on your own screen. Oh, yes, 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 yes. But still. Yeah. Um, so I think... Uh-huh. I think the other thing that Nintendo kind of has is that they've started to make little forays here and there into cloud gaming. Yeah, they have. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft's kind of leading the charge on that because it's like one of the few things they have over Sony. And I've tried it out, and honestly, it like blows me away how good it is. It's just in beta right now, but even with my like mediocre internet, it runs pretty well. Like I can actually play it. So, like, if Nintendo keeps continuing on with that, then that, on top of the exclusives they have, you know, they'll be perfectly fine. I mean, Breath of the Wild 2 was, like, the main star of this year's E3. Yeah. And then Nintendo Dr- or Metroid Dread comes out tomorrow. Yeah, I'm excited for how I'm going to pick that up. Yeah, me too. I almost said Nintendo Droid. Oh, yeah, side note. <laughs> Have you been able to play Hunters yet? Oh, Metroid Prime Hunters? Yeah. Yeah, my sister downloaded it to her Wii U. But, you know, once she played through it, she told me it's not really worth playing, like, going through. It's posh. All right. Yeah, I kind of skipped it. I'm still working on Metroid Prime 2, but you know, there's no way I'm going to get that done in time. Yeah. I'll let you borrow mine. In like two <laughs> Okay, anyways, get back on topic. Um, I think I'll wait until the Steam Deck comes out. Um, well, obviously, I have to wait until it comes out. But... Um, <laughs> I, say again? Yeah. I could pre-order, I guess, but uh, you know what I mean. Um, I think... That's a little too much that they're asking for. Uh, I don't want yeah. to pay 800 for that type of thing. I'd rather just save up and just get a nice PC. Um, yeah. You also get like a, a VR set for that money too. Yeah, that's true. Wait, do you or are you saying you could? You could, yeah. Oh, yes, 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 exactly. So, like, like one of our binoculars roof. Oh, sorry, I was just saying, I'd much rather get a, a VR set than buy, buy that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like one of our buddies got an Oculus Rift for like 300 bucks and loved it. So I tried it out. It was great. Other than kind of making me nauseous sometimes. Only if you look at the ground while moving. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, oh, that's a good point you brought up, Hammer, because... I was kind of thinking the same thing. I'm like, that would be really cool to have, but at the same time, it might be better if I just spend $800 on like a laptop with a good graphics card. 
because you know I don't just have Steam on my laptop. I have uh, whatever Blizzard's launcher is called. You know, like because mm-hmm. I play Overwatch more than any of the other computer games I have. Yeah, but we'll see. Maybe they'll make it a bit more accessible to the poor. Uh, yeah, it comes out. As long as it doesn't catch fire. Like one of the big articles today, well, the one I was reading on that got me interested was it said, please, whatever you do, do not take it apart. Because if you do that and then put it back together, it might catch fire. And they're not even joking. Like it might actually catch fire if you tamper with it. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's not a steam deck, it's a flame deck. <laughs> They're selling hot off the shelves. <laughs> so but yeah, that's that's about it for me. This kind of general gaming news recently. So nice. Oh, actually one last thing. Did any of you try the Google Stadia? No. I didn't try it, yeah. Oh, you tried it, uh, Hammer? No, I didn't. Uh, I think. Or not Hammer, sorry, Lemon. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh. Nope. Yeah, our buddy Leopard tried it, but uh, I, don't know, I don't think he's talked about it since. I don't think it was a big hit. Here, as I can tell, it didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, sadly. Since it sounds like um, Cloud Gaming's game better. Oh, yeah. Just too early. Yeah, it's still developing technology. Sony's going to have to jump on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's it for me. Nice. Well, thank you, Mako, for that. Um, I'll go next. So um, so I've been thinking a lot about um, stories that have a lot of world building versus, like, personality. Uh, The reason why I've been thinking about this is because I've been kind of curious. I've been curious about the new Dune movie that's coming out in October. I've been kind of doing, oh, yeah. doing some research and I tried watching the 18th or the one that was made in the 18th or not the 1800s, but the 80s. <laughs> the 18th. Way ahead of its time. Yeah, way ahead. I was watching, like, I watched a couple of YouTube videos talking about it and it sounded really cool. Like, like a story that I'd be really into because I love sci fi and I love, like, all the interesting ideas that it covers. I remember when I watched the movie, I tried to like read the book. It just felt so dry. Not dry because it's not, it takes place on a desert planet, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It seems, seems to lack personality to me for some reason. Like I don't know what it is. I think the new Doom trailer, I mean, it, looks, it looks like that the um, the new directors tried to add some more modernness to it, like making the people talk like normal and like make it more relatable, but I don't know. I was like, I thought the ideas of Dune are really cool, like the whole um, world building, all that's really cool. But I feel like there's not very many characters that make me really care about the story as much. Like the plot sounds really cool too, but um, yeah. Anyways, I, you guys can go research um, Dune if you want. It's an interesting story, but a lot of people say that inspired Star Wars. That Star Wars is kind of like an easier digestible Dune. Oh, really? I mean, the only similarity that you know is that it takes place in like a desert planet, Tatooine, Dune, and that there's a lot of like, there's an emperor and there's like a whole 
the Logic Empire and all that. That's the only similarities I know. Then again, I haven't read the book or like done a lot of research, but that's just what I've heard so far. It made me think about like um, what you guys prefer versus would you prefer like a story with really good characters and character development, or would you prefer a story with a lot of world building and plot? Because I feel like Dune does really well with like the world building and the plot. I mean, it takes like 10,000 years in the future and like this dude, the Frank Herbert, whatever his name is, um, he created like a whole, he spent like five years creating like the, I don't know what you call it, how was the word, like the environment of Dune, like how the whole like environment, like biology and like all the stuff worked there. And he also created like his own history. So like he created like his own history of like the, Galaxy that took place like 10,000 years to create like a whole history leading up to that point, which is really cool. But at the same time, I don't really care so much because there's not very many characters that actually like grip my attention, you know, versus like Star Wars. Like, Star Wars seems much more charming because of the characters and like character development, more of a story about people going through stuff rather than just a story about plot, I guess. Anyways, what are you guys <laughs> thought about, thoughts about that? So my thoughts are, if you have good characters, you don't really need to world build too much um, for people to enjoy it. Uh, but if you do, if you focus a lot on world building, you have to make sure you have good characters or no one's going to really care. Um, <clears throat> like you brought up, Star Wars. Um, they barely in the in the original trilogy and following that they barely go over the worlds that they're in other than you know like one city a couple towns and there's like two environments you know wet and dry um and that was enough because everyone was focusing on what the characters were doing um and because of that i feel like uh, more people are interested in the universe of the Star Wars now after they had an interest in the characters. Uh, so even though world building sounds like you need it as a base, I feel like having good characters would be a better base than world building. You do the character, good characters first and then people will be interested in the world after that. Um, unless, I guess you could say the the story is based off the world that I guess you have to have some of that, but that would be kind of specific. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, what do you think, Miko? Oh, I think definitely characters too, because I think it's mostly characters we connect to more than places. Like, I feel like it's the characters that make us care about the places and kind of makes sense in real life too. Like home's just a house unless there's people in it, right? You know, our families and friends and loved ones. So, uh, like I think for an example, the two franchises that have the best world building combined with characters that I've seen are Star Wars and Harry Potter. But it's like the Millennium Falcon would have just been another dumpy ship if it weren't for you know these characters that we care about going on adventures inside of it and hogwarts would have just been a weird quirky 
school if it weren't for the fact that, you know, we get introduced to all of its quirks by Harry, Ron, and Hermione, who, you know, we end up loving from the beginning because they're so charming. So, yeah, I feel like you should start with good characters, you know, that you end up caring about. And then because you care about them, you end up caring about the world they inhabit. So, like, I think the world building is what makes stuff like Star Wars and Harry Potter have such longevity, you know, why we care about them decades down the line. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, um, I thought to mention Harry Potter too, because I really care about the world building in Harry Potter, but I really liked, I really liked the characters and, like, their stories. Like, I have a hard time getting into Harry Potter now because I've already, like, read the story and, like, I've already got the characters and, like, I really care about learning more about the world, you know? Because, like, I just care about the characters, you know? But, yeah. yeah. I guess another thing I just thought of when you were talking about that, um, I think um, if the world building is relatable, too, I could get into it because I think with Dune, it's just, it's just so far out there that, like, it's hard to relate at all to it. For me, at least. Um, but when I watched The Expanse, um, a sci-fi show is kind of like a more realistic depiction of like the future a little bit, where like humanity is like divided into like Earth, Mars, and like the belt. I think I got really into that because it felt like more relatable. Like in the world building, felt more relatable and real to me. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely. I think. World building is cool, but like if you don't have a story with characters to like inhabit that world, then like what's the point of building it? You know, like I might as I'm gonna study history. I might as well study history of the real world versus like some fictional world that someone just made up. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, um, some things that do it well, uh, it's usually mixed. Uh, like they'll they have good characters, and then they have the good environment. Um, and those are kind of like adventure type series or experiences or something like that. Um, where like you care about the character, but since they're adventuring, you do, you kind of have to care about the environment and the world they're at because that's the focus of the character. Um, mm -hmm. And another thing that came up to me um where I felt like I actually was able to enjoy the world is similar, but the like Zelda series, for example, um, mm -hmm. because it's reoccurring characters, even if it's not the exact same Zelda and Link and all that, uh, but because I already know them and I already kind of know how they are going to be, I don't really have to focus on it too much and I can focus on the world that I'm in for that game. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, like Link will always be brave. Zelda will always be wise. Although, you know, there's been different Zeldas over the years, I guess. Yeah, each and Ganon will always be a piece of crap. <laughs> well, like <laughs> each of them will have like their own little quirk, I guess you could say. Um, like the the Breath of the Wild Link, it's very deadpan versus Skyward Sword, you know. But they're they're generally the same, and going well with Harry Potter, I guess there's always seems to be like a new character in each book, but like you don't have to really focus too much on the main characters because you can't really know how they are, 
even if they are growing up and all that, and that is a change. But the base, you already got that down since book one. And so you kind of can focus on some of more of the environment around them as well. Yeah, you can focus on like the journey they take you through. Yeah, so like series, series is, you can, but like a, a single or a solo type thing, it's it's harder. Yeah. So there's just not as much time to establish world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of tricky balance, I guess, because like part of me really likes um, the world building, but there's another part of me that's like doesn't really care if there's no characters to really make me care, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about on that. Um, have any of you guys seen the trailers for Dune at all? No. Uh, here and there. I haven't really looked them out up because I've never read the book and I've never seen the original, so I'm not really that concerned with it. It does look pretty cool. Um, the CGI and like the visuals look really cool, so I definitely want to check it out. But I tried watching the 80s one. Oh my gosh, it was, it was whack. <laughs> it was really whack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all the honest trailer. It looked pretty funky. <laughs> what is it? Whack. Oh, yeah, yeah, the one meme. Yeah. There's, yeah. You guys oh. Can... Yeah, I remember the trailer now because I recognize. I just looked up pictures. I recognize the actors. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird because I actually remember watching it when I was a kid with my parents. And I remember even as a kid thinking this is really bizarre. But like, watch trying to watch it again now, and it's like bringing back some memories. And I'm just like, oh gosh, is I forgot this scene existed. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, it has some really good actors in it. Okay, sorry. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, I definitely want to go see it just because it looks cool, but we'll see if it turns out good or not. Yeah. Anyways, well, that's all I have to say about the subject. You guys have anything else you want to say? Um, so, you guys, it, it seems like Thursdays are pretty good for you. You too? Well, yeah, it's my day off. It depends because um, my work schedule, I get, um, I don't know when my work schedule is until like two weeks in advance, but if we do like Thursdays at like five, I think it should be good. Okay. Because I'm working okay. right now, so I'm available all day to save my time to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all right, well, we'll try to. Yeah, we'll try with that schedule and then try to put these episodes out on weekend, Saturday or Sunday. We'll see. Yeah, that'd be good. Maybe I, can, I need to start getting back into drawing. Maybe I can update our cover art for our channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll see if we get, we'll get some more uh, things out. But uh, I guess side note really fast. Anyone that listens, feel free to share this. Uh, if anyone that you feel like interested to listen to our voices because uh, I do not have an Instagram anymore. Well, I do. I have a personal one, but I don't have my main page anymore. Uh, so I can't share it uh, to a bunch of people anymore. So, <laughs> there's that. Like and subscribe. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I already peeps well. 
I guess we'll end the call for tonight. We'll try to get back into the swing of things. It's always been a little crazy couple of months. All of us have had kind of big changes in our lives, but we're back at it again now. We'll see you guys next time. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.